listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to The Table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. Welcome to The Table Podcast. My name is Sean Rainey, and I'm your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department and the RMD Studios. The Church Ministries Department is a ministry of the Rocky Mountain Ministry Network. The goal of our podcast is to provide resources, training, and networking to the ministries of the local church. Hey, we still believe the church is the hope of the world, and we are here to serve you and your volunteer leaders. Now today, Linda Bottoms is joining me. Linda, it is so great to be in the studio Mm -hmm. together again. I love doing podcasts with you. I'm so excited about this topic today. Tell us a little bit about what we're talking about and who our special guest is. Thanks, Sean. Um, Today we have the privilege of having live in the studio Wes Bartell. Um, He's going to be talking about how your church can have a thriving senior adult ministry. Um, Wes is the Senior Adult Ministries Director for the Assemblies of God and directs a very successful seniors conference each year. So um, first, I first heard about Wes through my parents. He helped them write some curriculum for some of the Africa Bible schools. And he was in town this week. Um, because he has a new grandbaby. <laughs> so we are so thankful that this worked out in our studio. Welcome, Wes. Great to be here. It really is. Awesome. Wes, how old is your grandbaby? Right now, I'm about a week old. Wow. Mm. Came in just in time. They, my grand, or my daughter and son-in-law have four granddaughters Wow. For me. That's oh, awesome. My. And so they've informed me that that's it. You know, when, <laughs> that's right. Know, we have a total of six grandchildren, wow. only one grandson. Mm. No, and uh, he won't be spoiled, will he? Not no, <laughs> it won't. It's kind of interesting. His um, when he was born, our concept was: look, we hope that if this is our only grandson, that they'll give him a great biblical name. Yeah. So on the way to the hospital, I told Diane that I hope it was something like Joshua David, mm. something like that. When I got there, my son looked at me and smiled and said, "Dad, congratulations! You have a grandson." We've called him Dylan Cash after Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, That's right. Well, hey. praise the Lord. That's right. Well, hey, guys, let's go ahead and dive into this podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, Wes. Um, Wes, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your current role and, and really just a snapshot of what senior adult ministry means to you. Well, my current role basically is to function as the director for our denomination, our movement for senior adults across the nation. And uh, basically that means that we provide resources, some effective ideas, thoughts, direction, uh, and that's really what we're working at right now. And uh, it's been an exciting journey uh, as we work with this because there is, I believe at least, and this may be due to the fact that I am now a senior, This hair that I have, my ash blonde hair, is one of those kind of issues that make me a senior. But uh, it's exciting to be a part of it, and it's exciting to see what's happening with it right now. That's awesome. And then you do a conference every year, every other year? How does that work? Every other year. uh, We hadn't had conferences for a long time, basically local ones. And uh, we started our first one, actually, in Branson at the Chateau on the Lake. Yeah. 
And it far exceeded mm-hmm. our expectations. We just blew the walls out on it. And so every other year we do it so that it doesn't interfere with general counsel. Yeah. This year is an exception because of the yeah. COVID-19 right. issue. That's right. But uh, as a result of that, it quickly grew to the point that last year we had a registration of around 1,200. My goodness. Oh my. And this year it's going to exceed, or this next year I think it will exceed that. So Yeah, and we'll include in the show notes and in our comments uh, a link to that so Great. that our churches can, can be a part of that. Wes, what are some ways that you're seeing churches thrive in senior adult ministry? Some of those churches that are just knocking it out of the park, what, what are they doing for senior adults? Well, one of the things I think that's so important for a church to realize is that effective discipleship really takes place in a cross-generational setting. Mm, Yeah. And so when a church recognizes that concept and says, all right, an important component of that is going to be our seniors. That's right. Not just our children, not Mm -hmm. just our youth, but our seniors. Then they become creative in how they address the issue of church life. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably talk about some of that here today, but it's just exciting to see some of the creative things that are taking place and then watching what happens as a result of that. And so the churches that are really knocking it out of the park are churches that are beginning to view things not through the lens of a consumer mentality, but through the lens of a biblical mentality. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, So tell me real quick, what are some of those ways that they are including seniors and, and even like just give a few examples of just some creative things that, that churches are doing for reaching those Great. senior adults. Well, there's a number of different things. In fact, the further you go into the journey, it's often that a lot of the creativity actually comes out of the younger families because wow. they begin to realize a desire for this interaction. Yeah. Uh, but there's a number of unique ministries. Some of them I actually began with my own family and then saw how they worked and they expanded further mm-hmm. uh, into what was actually taking place. To be the kind of a church that really is truly cross-generational in its approach, it's absolutely essential that the leadership begin to view it in terms of the overall view of the church. Yeah. And uh, there's so many things that seniors can do. I told my, my uh, children some time ago after they got married that here's the thing that's important. They have a responsibility of teaching their children. Yeah. The church has a responsibility of providing the necessary resources and much of the instruction. But whatever the parent teaches, the grandparents should model. Wow, that's good. And so if we work that way so that a child will not only hear, not only be able to listen to what his parent says, but can see the lifestyle acted yeah. out. And so in a church life, that has to be the same thing, that your senior adults actually become the visual component of what is going to take place within the church. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, I think that sometimes in our churches, the senior adults get pushed off to the side they like do. that. You know, we don't see that value, but— Tell us how we can better value those senior adults in our churches. I mean, how can we show appreciation to them? Okay. Well, one of the things the church has to recognize is where our world is headed. And our world in reality is headed toward a fact that the largest single demographic in America is going to be senior citizens. Wow. So if you're a church leader, think about these statistics, that by the year of 2024, 2025, just four or five years down the road, Nearly one quarter of all of the individuals alive will be 65 years of age or older. 
That's unbelievable. So wow. one-fourth. The other thing that's very important for a church to recognize is that group of people will control approximately 40% of the total wealth. Wow. Mm. If you want the church to move forward, mm-hmm. you're going to have to place an emphasis upon that's that right. group of people. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so this begins the process of how we can do that effectively. So when we're thinking about those senior adults, when we are talking about that, what are the top three things that we think that you say or you see the senior adults have to offer our church? Okay. One, they offer an important component of discipleship. Uh, the Bible is very clear what our task is as a church. Make disciples yes. of all people. Mm-hmm. But effective discipleship demands several things. One, it demands an intentional, systematic study of Scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the assemblies is moving back toward that right. in their mm-hmm. Scripture yes. initiative uh, because that's important. The second thing that it demands is that it has to be something that Uh, is relational in its component. Uh, That's one of the purposes for small groups, so that we become a relational movement. Yes. The third thing that's very important is that it has to be Mm. cross-generational. The reason it has to be cross-generational is because when you study discipleship in the Bible, the senior adults within the scriptures were absolutely essential to the discipleship process. That's right. A classic illustration, even in the Old Testament, when they crossed the Red Sea, they were told to take stones. And then it mentions that later when your children ask, what are these Mm. stones? You're to tell them what God has Mm -hmm. done for them. And so those are just some of the components absolutely essential for discipleship. And that cross-generational one, to me, is where the church has to regain a focus upon senior adult ministry and how that can be effective. I love that. You've you've said that word several times, cross-generational. And, you know, oftentimes in the church, that one hour or hour and a half, whatever, of a church, you know, you've got the kids in this room, the youth in this room, parents over here, seniors over here. And I love the fact what you said about discipleship and just the senior adults modeling what, what, what we're teaching as parents. Like that is just so eye-opening and a, such a powerful statement. I, I hope that our leaders listening, you know, can can even rewind that. Listen yep. to that last part again, because if you miss that, then we're, we're missing the whole heart mm-hmm. behind. You're exactly true. Of senior adult ministry. And, and there's some fantastic creative ways of doing that. We'll talk about some of them probably, yeah. but there's some creative ways of doing that where actually some of the most entertaining part of the church itself, yeah. let alone the discipleship part, can be the part that those seniors play. That's good. So what I'm recommending is one that we're not be afraid to entertain our seniors. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be an important component that's as right. well. But if that's all we do, then the generation of seniors that are coming mm-hmm. up are going to be lost because they're not content to just go on cruises. Yeah, that's right. That's the issue. That's right. So let's talk about that. And, you know, uh, just real practical. My parents are now seniors, right? I mean, my my mom and dad are 66, 67. My mom's probably going to kill me if she hears this podcast. <laughs> and I've revealed her age to the entire world, right? But, you know, you, you mentioned that that statement. You know, I don't, my, my parents are not interested maybe in that kind yeah. of, uh, you know, cruise or, or those kind of what I would think senior adult ministry, right? Like that picture, you know, tell us about that a little bit. What are some differences? How are se- how is senior adult ministry changing in, in these last five to 10 years? And what is, where is it heading in the next five to 10 years? 
Well, we've recognized that there are differences. I'm in what's called the boomer generation. Yes. And, and then there's the older generation that's beyond where I am. Mm-hmm. And many of them are not able to aggressively right. become involved in active church ministry. But there are things that even they can do yeah. uh, with this. And so when I talk about creativity, let me just give you some ideas of some of the things that uh, we've encouraged. Some of them have arisen out of my own mm-hmm. experience with my own grandchildren. Yeah. A classic illustration. When my children were juniors, just finishing their junior year in high school, my wife and I went down and we purchased a Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, this just wasn't any Bible. It had to be a very special Bible, uh, wide margins. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided that in their junior year or at the beginning of their senior year, we would intentionally read that Bible through wow. completely in one year with our children in mind. It was one of the most mm-hmm. amazing journeys because we would open that in the morning and I would pray, Lord, just reveal to me because you know what my children are going to face. Yeah. Things that I need to highlight and the notes that I need to read or wow. write on the sideline with that. It was kind of amazing to me because my son, uh, when he graduated, I had the privilege of speaking at his graduation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just shared that whole concept. Uh, just the normal concepts of what they would face. And then I said, some of you may be surprised to learn that I struggle with the same things you do. One, what am I going to buy my son for graduation present? I said, we decided on two things. The first thing is a carnal gift. Bought him a set of golf clubs. He loves golfing. The second thing is a spiritual gift. And I said, uh, my struggle with this is you should know that that spiritual gift is used. I said, for the past year, my wife and I have used that gift. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to allow you to listen in mm-hmm. on what I say to my son. Uh, so I stepped down off the platform and I told Mike, I said, I hold in my hand a Bible that we have read through in the past year. And I said, uh, in the flyleaf of the Bible, I give you a scripture to start with. It simply says, trust in the Lord with yeah. all your heart. Don't lean on your own understandings, but in all your ways. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I said, Mike, follow that. That's awesome. And then read through the Bible. Fast forward a few years, Mike is now married. He's the uh, leader of the campus ministries at Purdue University at wow. that time. Wow. And he asked me one day, he said, Dad, do you know of anybody that can put a cover on a book? I said, sure, because I'm in Springfield there right. with the printing I said, do you have one? He said, yes. And he brought out the Bible. Wow. And uh, it was the most beautiful thing I've seen. Yeah. It was literally trashed. Man. Covers was coming off. And when I went back a little bit later and read through some of the things that he had read in there, there was just two words that caught my eye on one verse. And the two words that caught my eye are simply this, Dad's right. Mm. Wow. And I thought to myself, you know, if that's something that could be done beyond myself, can you imagine yes. what would happen most churches, for instance, give uh, a time yes. of dedication and prayer for seniors that are going to graduate. Absolutely. What would happen if grandparents would have a Bible provided by the church and if the children that are attending that church didn't have grandparents, the seniors in that church that is amazing. could take that as a challenge yep. and could read through that. And then on the day where we pray for our seniors— 
we told them that people have been praying for them, and they'd come forward and present the Bible. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. It would be a guide that they mm-hmm. could use. Oh, it's incredible. So yeah. that's something, one thing that's that right. a church could do. That's so great. I love that story. You just inspired me now. I've got all kind of ideas. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking my mom and dad, you know, when I get off this podcast <laughs> to start that. That's we're incredible. Well, you know, now I read through the Bible every year. My kids are grown. I'm, yeah. we're, not, um, we're not quite seniors yet, but they're grown. And it's amazing, even this morning— how I underline verses that I pray over my kids. You know, that just Solomon, what David said to Solomon. And I say to my kids the same thing. When they got married, here's a verse. So that's a great idea. I love that. Another idea that would be is a pastor, for instance, to set up on the platform, say a couch or a couple of chairs, so it looks kind of like a front room. And it's just used Mm -hmm. for, say, five minutes. But on that Sunday, the pastor would invite an older couple to just come up and would address issues of life that that couple has experienced wow. so that everybody in the audience sees what's happening. Now you've yeah. got cross-generational That's relationships right. That's good. that are there. Or um, an older mother and father, grandparents, knocking on the door of a classroom, Sunday school classroom. Yeah. And when they open up the door, they come in, sit down, and share a story with the kids that are there as part of that. Yeah. Uh, just that kind of creative viewpoint as to how to share the faith and disciple can be very effective. That's awesome. So much wisdom and and potential that's right there oh, yeah. in our local churches that are untapped mm-hmm. oftentimes. Let's talk about the age range because we were talking about this a little bit before uh, the podcast. You know, how do we navigate this large age range? You, you mentioned in the church world, senior adult ministry really begins at 55 yep. It can go all the way up to a hundred, you know, and 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 so how do we, how do you see this shifting here, where we are trying to focus on these many different age ranges? How do we effectively do ministry to to that age? Well, and what is interesting is that a lot of that is overlapping. For instance, uh, statistics that we have before us is that the first baby boomers began turning sixty five years of age on January one, two thousand eleven. Wow. Now, everyone before that period of time is in the older group. Mm -hmm. But for instance, when we do a cruise or we do our conference or we do a trip to, uh, say, Greece, following Mm -hmm. the footsteps of Paul, Mm -hmm. over half often of the individuals that make that are baby boomers. So they do get engaged in those areas. But what is imperative is that we understand that they're interested not just in being entertained, but in being challenged. Yes. Right. And so we provide some things. For instance, coming up in uh, the next year, hopefully, should the hopefully. coronavirus yeah. thing uh, dissipate, uh, we're doing some serve events for seniors. And these serve events are going to be held in some of our colleges. That's great. Uh, for instance, we were going to be doing one at North Central Bible College this past year. It got canceled because of what we faced. But seniors coming on in, painting, cleaning, repairing, doing things like that of the room. And then we take a tour at the end of that period of time, and the seniors go into each room, and they pray for the students that are going to be there. That's awesome. And ask the Lord to just bless them and help them and encourage them, move them forward. Then they leave a little card saying, we prayed for you, and we're continuing to pray for you. So good. Those kind of things can bridge that gap Mm -hmm. in a powerful way. Uh, some overseas ministries that we're looking at. But the church itself can actually uh, help the 
uh, baby boomers and those that are in that age group to become more involved by activities within the church that help ministry in the community, rest homes, other areas, things like that, so that it's not just entertainment, it is active engagement. That's good. That's good. Um, So uh, you've been talking about bridging the gaps and the generations, and I love that. I love to see how we can do that because I think sometimes— um, we get lost in that. Yep. You know, we're we have a set mindset of what we think seniors want to do or what they can provide, but we have to think outside the box. Is there another way that you can tell us that you've thought outside the box to bridge that gap between uh, the generations? We can do that as families. That's important. And I think that it's good for the church to be able to say to the families, look, It's important for you to become creative in how your family functions because the primary discipleship, this is kind of setting our discipleship model on on ear, but the primary discipleship does not take place in the church. Primary discipleship should take place in the home. That's right. And so if parents can do that and churches then can train parents as to how to effectively do that. Uh, The stories concept that I just mentioned before we began here where we could begin to tell stories that our grandchildren, in fact, we're going to be creating through the Seniors Ministries Department, a template where parents, all they have to do, or grandparents, is just click and drag a picture, drop it in place, and then they can tell the stories. And uh, by doing that, that is so effective in uh, how we can move forward. And so I think that that's going to be an important thing, sharing our stories and what's going on. So what are some things that we can put in the hands of our listeners that they can download, they can purchase books or resources that will help a young pastor maybe or maybe a young senior adults ministries leader, somebody who hasn't been doing it well uh, long enough that would help them with okay. this in this area? Just last year, actually, we were able to secure uh, a book that had been written by someone who was very effective in senior adult ministries, one of our pastors guy by the name of Ray James, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book entitled Senior Adult Ministries, Taking Your Senior Adult Ministries to the Next Level. Wow. They can actually just contact our office, and we would be happy to provide that book for them Great, uh, oh. at a minimal cost with that. It can also be gotten off of Amazon, okay. but it takes care of all of the different issues that a pastor should look at, yeah. that uh, a senior um, adult ministries person should look at both on a district level and on a district level and also on a uh, church level. Mm -hmm. So they can look at those, and it gives a template of ministry that can make it effective for them. I'd recommend that they just contact us for that. Okay, great. And again, we'll include all those web links and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff in our uh, show notes. So, Wes, here's our last question. You know, you're in the national uh, spectrum of all this. You— have have been in this ministry, you're you're watching this and you're living this out. I mean, you're here visiting your new grandbaby, visiting your kids, handing down, passing down this legacy. What would you share with some of our volunteer leaders listening, some of our young pastors, uh, staff pastors? What do you want us to know about senior adult ministry right now? Well, the first thing I would want us to know is how essential it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's essential for discipleship. It's essential for the future of the church. Yeah. It's essential economically. It's essential mm-hmm. in so many different areas. Secondly, I would encourage church leaders to pull their seniors together and say to them, 
We want you to be aware of the fact that we don't want to just entertain you. Yeah. We do want you to have fun. That's mm-hmm. right. But we want to be able to provide things that could be helpful in your ministry within the church because we view you as essential to our ministry yeah. and intentionally begin to move that direction. When you do that, two things happen. You're committed. Mm-hmm. You almost have to follow uh-huh. through on That's it. That's right. <laughs> the second thing that happens is it actually creates a groundswell of enthusiasm on the part of your seniors. And there are so many ideas that I could share that uh, just turn me on when Mm -hmm. I talk about these issues. But I would just let our seniors know we're moving forward in an intentional approach to include all members of the church. Wes, thank you so much for carving out time to uh, talk with us today. Um, Thank you for reminding us that senior adults matter, that they have a place in our church, um, and they are vital. Like you said, they are essential to our church, and we are so glad that you've reminded reminded us of that today. Well, so hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us at the table today. We love having conversations just like this one that helps the ministries of the local church thrive and succeed. Feel free to share this link on social media to help others who are leading senior adults. For more resources just like this one, subscribe to this podcast, or you can also go to rmdc.org under the Church Ministries tab for plenty of podcasts and resources to help you grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com.